Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Back Porch Writer Podcast, the show for writers, about writers, and writing. It's live, fun, and informative. Each week, I chat with writers, editors, and industry pros to give you and me a heads up about this whole new awesome publishing world. Back Porch Writer is about creating the life that you want through writing and publishing. Are you ready to tap submit? Let's explore the possibilities together. Welcome to Back Porch Writer. Welcome to Back Porch Writer, the show for writers, about writers, and writing. I'm your host, Corey Miller, and today is April something. Oh, no, it's April 26, 2017. I've been <laughs> substitute teaching a lot lately in my brain I'm, and you know in graduate school so my brain is just a little bit fried I'm not gonna lie <laughs> not going to lie but today was really cool I will say I was at one of the local schools and, and I para sub there so I'm a paraeducator sub and the last two days and then tomorrow I've been working with basically the resource room which is special education and I love working with the kids that come into there they're so much fun and today I introduced a few of them to the great game of chess and we started and ended with, because they're just learning, pawn chess. So if you've never played that, that's actually a lot of fun. And you can introduce some of the bigger pieces that way or more important pieces that way. Uh, I'm sorry I said that. More important. The pawn is important, too. We all know the power of the pawn. Okay, not going to lie. Anyway, so that was so much fun. Getting, introducing that to them was just a ball. And actually, I should back up. This started with me coming into the school this morning with my demonstration board. And it's rolled up and in a bag. And it's quite long. And so the kids, they're all lined up against the halls just waiting for classes to start. And they're intrigued by this. What is that? What is that? So I said, well, hold on to this for a minute. So I go put my stuff down. And I came back and I took it all out and rolled it on the floor. And before you knew it, I was surrounded by all these kids. Can we play? Can we play? And we just did not have enough time. So then after school, I got stopped by another kid. And they have an after school program. He's like, can we play chess? Well, I've got a little bit of time because they got it early today. And so I went back to my car and I got, I have a whole box of chess boards and chess pieces, brought it in and he and I set up the board and we started to play. And then sure enough, we're surrounded by a group of kids who all want to play chess and learn chess. And I'll tell you that, that just warms my heart. It is such a great feeling to see this and, and see so much excitement in, in their faces and their voices. It was awesome. It was, it was absolutely awesome. So that was one of the greatest things for today that happened. I had a little blip, too, that happened that I should mention. Um, before I do that, though, let me explain. I've been listening to a book called Emotional Intelligence, and I'm blanking on the author's name. But in it, one of the things he talks about is how anger feeds on anger and how you have to be really careful about that sort of thing, particularly as it relates to emotional intelligence. And so I was tested today because when I went out to my car to get the the chest that I saw a warning on my car from the police department. And I thought, what the heck? I'm not parked illegally. What happened? And I soon found out what happened. And it did not make me a happy camper. And I was not at fault at all. But it made me very angry. And I tried to handle the situation gracefully. 
with the other people that were involved and, and kept reminding myself of this book. So I'm very happy that I'm reading this book right now because it's helping me to keep that in check because it's truly frustrating. I'm not going to lie. What happened with this particular company and what they chose to do uh, with my car today. But anyway, it ended on a high note because I was playing chess with a great group of kids. And that's awesome, you know, and that sort of leads me into, I have a guest today who likes to write for young adult audiences. So we're going to bring her on. And if I recall correctly, she is also a geologist, and that's fascinating. Oh, my gosh, I didn't even tell my oldest about that. Okay, so we have to come back around to that. But let's welcome Sandy Will to the Back Porch Rider program. Hi, Sandy. How are you? Hey, Corey. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I can't complain. You know, like I said, it ended on a high note. I was playing chess with a great group of kids. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like eager. it. <laughs> it was awesome. It really was. It, it was just – and the one that I was playing, he was so eager to play – and I said, do you understand how the pieces move? And he says, oh, yes, yes, yes. Said, okay. <laughs> no, no, he really didn't. <laughs> well, he gave it a good try, right? He, yes, he did. He really did. He kept wanting to move the pawn at a diagonal when it was supposed to go forward because oh, it wasn't capturing okay. anything. So there were a few little hiccups, <laughs> but we had a great time. Uh, so it was, it was awesome. It really was fabulous. And all of them wanted to play again tomorrow. And I said, well, I'm not going to be able to do that tomorrow, unfortunately. <laughs> but enough They'll be about like, can you chess. come back every day? I know, right? Can you come back every day after school? I'm like, yeah, not so much. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, all right. So geologist, what do you do as a geologist? Um, well, I'm actually a hydrogeologist. And that means that I study um, the aquifers uh, below Mm. land surface. And I work for a state agency, and we basically take cores from land surface to 3,000 feet below land surface. And what we're looking for are the different aquifers that are below. And, And the whole idea is to look for future water supplies because, you know, I'm in Florida. Um saltwater intrusion, you know, saltwater coming mm-hmm. from the coast and, and coming more inland has uh, been a problem uh, for many years. And so what we're trying to do is, you know, have alternative water supplies in the, you know, in if there were not to be current water supplies available in the future. So it's kind of researching and protecting water supplies is the area that I mostly work in. So as a geologist, I work um, well, I'm, I'm a manager now, so I have like 15 staff members, but um, we have drillers and geologists and technicians that are at the site, and so we have well sites, basically, and mm-hmm. uh, so we're looking at the different rocks as we move down with the cores, so they're always pulling cores out of the ground, and we're describing the rocks that are coming out from the cores and looking at the different characteristics of the aquifer. Mm-hmm. So how did you get from doing that by day to, oh, I think I'll write young adult. Young adult. And I have to correct myself because I wrote this as mystery thrillers because I was looking at how you had it listed, I think, on Amazon. Um, but it's really, uh, what do you call it, psychological thrillers? Is yeah, that what you psychological said thriller. Yeah. So, um, so how did you do that? Well, <laughs> I know. Um, well, you know, during all my school, which I went to school for quite a while, so I had my master's degree, and, you know, a lot of it I did at night because I worked full-time during most of my career in school. And um, so I got used to writing a lot, but it was mostly technical writing. 
you know, writing about data and facts. Mm-hmm. And um, when I moved into the state agency, I didn't really write as many reports. And when I became manager, I don't write really any reports. So I think there was a void there for me for writing. And mm-hmm. I have, um, you know, I do like to read, and I was reading a book, and I didn't really like the way that it ended. Um, and I said to myself, gee, I wouldn't have ended it that way. And then I also thought, well, that's pretty pompous of you. You've never written a book in your life. So, you know, why would you say that? And so then it was born. It was like, well, I guess I'll go ahead and try to write a book. And uh, this book I released is not my first book, actually. I wrote a time travel first, which I'll be releasing next. But um, after I finished the time travel, I wanted to see if I could write dark. Um, You know, I grew up on a lot of horror flicks and, you know, a lot of scary movies. And I, I don't know, I just felt like I wanted to try that genre and I ended up really liking it. Wow. Okay. So tell me a little bit about this. The book you have right now is The Caging at Deadwater Manor. And from what I read, it's inspired by true events. What's that all about? What's the story here? Uh, Well, it's about an 18-year-old girl who finds herself uh, committed to a psychiatric hospital against her will. And she's put there by her father, who resents her. And um, so she goes through all kinds of uh, treatments and things like that. Um, there's a lot of storyline, a backstory to it, which I don't want to give away too much. But um, it was inspired by my dad, actually, because he used to work at psychiatric hospitals just short periods of his career. Um, but I remember when I was young, like 16, him coming home and upset about working at the psychiatric hospital. and But I never really asked him too many questions about it. But when I decided to write a dark book, I really thought it was going to be on ghosts. So I wanted to see if he experienced anything at the psychiatric hospitals. And he didn't experience any ghosts, but um, he shared, like, the patient routines and some of the outbursts that they did, what they wore, um, you know, about their their dinners, um, you know, their kind of um, time that they would be out in the yard, um, things like that. And then he remembered he went up into the attic one time and found something very disturbing up there, which kind of haunted me in a way to where I felt like I had to write a story about it. So the the story itself is fiction, but it is based on what he found in the attic and a lot of the patient routines and treatments that uh, patients, you know, would would go, you know, have going on from him, but also from a lot of research that I did on psychiatric psychiatric treatments from the past. So what did he find in the attic? Well, I can't tell you. You got to read the book. Ah, <laughs> Dang it. That's just crazy. Yeah. There's a there's a place. I'm in Nebraska, so kind of oh, middle. Okay. And in in St. Joseph, Missouri, or near St. Joseph, Joseph, Missouri, there I don't know if it's still there, but there was this uh, museum that was an old psychiatric hospital. Now uh-huh. it's a museum. And so for our honeymoon, we actually went camping and then went to the that hospital, that museum, <laughs> to check things out. I know. Oh, uh, really? That's, that's just the way it is. That's, it, it happens. So we went there, and it is horrifying. The things that you know, doctors did way back when to patients, yeah. and mostly because they didn't know any better. 
it's what they thought would work at the time. And in some cases, because they were just sadistic. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Uh, but yeah. man, it, that stayed with me, that visit to the museum and the, the things that they had. Well, that's, so I imagine uh, this could be scary. That's, yeah, that's kind of what, you know, I really was striving for with a book is, you know, I really want to write stories that stay with you afterwards um, that creep you out enough to, you know, make you think, gee, could that have really happened even to me? Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, back back in, you know, a long time ago anyway, um, they used to admit patients uh, against their will. And it mm-hmm. was usually done by their families, um, usually right. wealthy families who, you know, they didn't understand mental disorders back then. So they were, you know, either not sure what to do with the patient or they um, were embarrassed by the patient or whatever, but they would pay for the patient to stay there at the hospital. That was something my dad told me. Um, And so, you know, it wasn't uncommon for that to happen. Mm -hmm. I doubt it happens today, but the book is basically, it's a a modern novel, but it, it goes, into what it would have been like in the past. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what kind of feedback yeah, it, have you received? Um, I know well, you've had some actually, reviews. So what kind of feedback? Yeah, I've had so far on Amazon. I've had all five star reviews. I have twenty six, I think, right now. Um, most of them say they can't put the book down. That they, um, you know, that they wanted to, you know, climb into the story and beat up a lot of the characters. <laughs> Um, you know, so, and that they thought it was well-written, um, just kind of edge your seat type things, which has just been really exciting for me to, you know, read those kind of reviews. And, um, Mm -hmm. also when the day that it was released on March 31st, I hit the number one hot new sellers or hot new releases on Amazon. So I was pretty excited about that. And then how'd that happen? Um, well, I hired a book promoter for one thing, um, and she had me put together a virtual team. And so I had like 100 people together to post my announcements on my release day. And um, so just all of that social media and just, of course, you know, people that I had met, um, you know, just buying books on this first day that is released shoots it up the charts and, you know, helped a lot. So. People are going to want to know if they listen to this. Who was the book promoter? Oh, her name is Suzanne Moore. So like, she's oh, what, online. What? <laughs> <laughs> book promoter. Okay, noted. Book promoter. <laughs> that is so awesome. I'm I'm looking yeah, through some well, of the I'm looking through some of the customer reviews, and the one that I stopped at right away. It's number two. It's holy heck. Yeah. <laughs> is the title? It says this book is intense. <laughs> that's cool. You know, it goes on. It's all positive. It goes on from there. You know, the next one is, wow, yeah. this thriller definitely had my heart racing. Okay. Right. You know, so you, you've done you know, something and well, for sure. Yeah, you know, and because it's the debate debut, it's so nerve-wracking to put it out because, you know, you're not sure how it's going to be received. And, you know, <laughs> did you do what you think you did? You know, is it good enough? You know, so... Um, yeah, I've been really excited to to have those kind of reviews, and it just makes it all the more worth it, you know, all the time put into the book, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Just, you know, the research with my dad, but also research on psychiatric hospitals themselves, and I tried to get a real good feeling of what it would have been like 
because it's first person, you know, I'm talking through mm-hmm. Jeannie. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're getting to see and feel what she was seeing and feeling. So, mm-hmm. All right. So how you mentioned the research. How much time did you spend researching um, before writing? Um, gosh, probably a month or two, you know, looking through the Internet. I was also uh, fortunate to find some pictures of psychiatric hospitals inside when they were just abandoned so I could see kind of like the equipment and things like that that were in there. And then I looked at some of the ones that were super old um, Mm -hmm. and some of those treatments as well. Um, And my mom also worked at psychiatric hospitals for a while, and she told me some of the medical treatments um, because she was a nurse. and. Mm So, you know, back then they didn't, they thought they were doing the right thing. Right. You know, they weren't, right. yeah, they they thought that, you know, that was the latest and greatest. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it definitely was quite eye-opening to do that research. <laughs> what was the most really glad, disturbing uh, thing? I didn't have to participate. I'm sorry. What was the most disturbing thing you learned? Well, I think what, what's in the book uh, that my dad discovered. Um, but some of the, you know, kind of treatments that were kind of claustrophobic, that they would close them in things. Or um, I think they had these uh, kind of steam baths they would stand in with a box around them, their head sticking up, you know, out of it. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of very claustrophobic, like they were always tied down or, you know, mm-hmm. enclosed in, in, in something. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the next, you said you wrote the time travel one actually before this, but the next thing you do, you're planning on even getting perhaps a little bit darker. Yeah. So you started with the time travel. What got you into doing something like that? Um, You know, again, I thought I was going to write a ghost story. (laughs) I need to write one at some point. Um, And so, but I don't know, somehow it morphed into, um, this, you know, kind of creepy mirror type thing, and it just ended up being a time travel. Um, And I don't know, somehow I just ended up finding information about Ireland and um, in the 1800s, and that that history just was so rich that it just interested me so much. I wanted to use that as the first book. That one is going to be a series. So it's about a girl from today who meets a guy from 1849 Ireland and um, you know he's going through the great Irish hunger and you know barely surviving his time so um, you know she's she's trying to help him through his hard times there and so each mm-hmm. book will take you to different histories in time and I'm going to try to find ones that you might may not have necessarily learned in school and you know that way it's a little bit unique and interesting so it'll be, mm. you know, worldwide, but just kind of different ones. We have somebody actually calling in, so let's check in and see who that is. Caller, you're welcome to the Back Porch Writer Program. What question do you have for Sandy? Caller? Hello? All right, so hopefully they'll be able to get their sound or whatever's going on with them figured out. We'll just keep going on. All right, so okay. time tra- I love I love the time travel side of things. I actually I have a young adult, not young adult, more like middle grade 
book that I wrote for Nano a couple of years ago, and I haven't oh, gone yeah. back to it yet. But it's got time travel too, because that's just a fascinating topic, you know. I mean, yeah. it's, and it's one of those that you can be so creative with, but at the same time, maybe not so much. <laughs> just kind of, you know, <laughs> you have to have some of the science there, and then you know, <laughs> then bring in all of those really fun fantasy elements. But right. now you're going to go into even darker. So what I am currently writing. Um, right now it's called. Book? Right now it's called Vision's Edge. I don't know if that'll end up changing because I'm in like chapter eight of it, but um, that one is probably for a uh, more adult audience. Um, mm. And you know, my the current one I have is really kind of mature young adult. It's sixteen and up. Um, and this one's probably at least I'd say probably eighteen and up. But it's about a guy, just a regular guy, and uh, he goes through a tragedy in his life, and he has a very peculiar way of dealing with that. So that's about all I can say about it right now. <laughs> You're really good at these hooks. I'm just saying. <laughs> keep throwing out these little hooks and I'm like, Oh, that sounds interesting. Tell me more. No, you're not going to tell me anymore. Are you? No, you're not because you're just going to throw it out there like a little hook. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. One of the things that I, I, when I say I appreciate, I do appreciate this about your write-up when you did, I don't know if you did it or the promo person did it, but on Amazon, you have a note there that, that tells everybody, warns everybody that the book is intended for a mature young adult, new adult and older audiences due to profanity and mature content. And I rarely see that. So I really thought that that was a smart move. And I say that in in part because today I was talking with the teacher at that school that I was at. I was talking with the resource room teacher. And we got to talk about Mm -hmm. my writing a little bit. And she said, you know, I don't really want to read anything that's sort of, you know, smutty. (laughs) So I think it's helpful when an author puts those sorts of warnings out there for, for readers and then they're not, you know, blindsided. Yeah. You know, as a mom myself, I felt it was, you know, just important to let parents know, you know, there isn't any super explicit sexual scenes in it, but there are some sensual choices that Jeannie has to make. And, um, you know, even though it's in a psychiatric hospital, you know, girls are faced with this all the time, making choices and, and being in situations where they're not real sure if they're reading it correctly. And, and I hope one thing they get out of the book is that, you know, follow your instincts, follow your gut. Um, because, you know, I think that a lot of girls, you know, don't realize that when they're going through it. So that was one thing that I brought into the book. There's several layers into the book. Um, you know, several things that, come to play um and so i'm hoping they get those messages that i'm trying to outreach with them as they're reading it well it sounds like you on a book promo beginning you know the starting point you really hit the ground ground running what are you doing now from a marketing perspective right now i'm exploring facebook ads and amazon ads um trying to see you know it seems like i get you know, hits or clicks, but there's not too, you know, not too many sales from what I'm spending on the advertising. I, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, flood my social media with my book, like constantly putting in a few people's faces because I, 
you know, that can be annoying. So I'm trying to, mm-hmm. you know, flood it at places where people actually might want to buy the book. So right now on, mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing is right now I have an Amazon ad going on. I may try Goodreads and um, um, maybe iBooks or something to see. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of testing the waters basically on is it worth the advertisement or is it truly mm-hmm. just word of mouth and there's really not much more you can do until that if it takes off, you know, whenever that mm-hmm. would take off. But mm-hmm. that's kind of what I'm doing right now is just the research on advertising and, you know, seeing what I can find about, you know, that. I'm I'm a data person, so I, I love, you know, looking at the data and comparing, contrasting. So I'm hoping to find that sort of, I don't know, magic combination to where I can let that go on its own primarily mm-hmm. and then, you know, keep writing on the side for, you know, my next release mm-hmm. and getting that ready. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, Sandy Will, and it's S-A-N-D-I-E Will, W-I-L-L. Uh, you can also find me on my website, which is www.sandywill.com, or you can also find me at www.deadwatermanor.com. So there's a page for the book. And I'm on Amazon and uh, Barnes & Noble, um, all the major outlets, iBooks, Kobo, all, you know, all the major mm-hmm. ones. And um, mm-hmm. just you can search my name or you can search the book and you should be able to find it. Before I let you go, one, one quick tip for other authors. What would you say? Um, you know, the one thing I see a lot of is a lot of free books. And, you know, I think somehow that's gotten kind of mixed up in the sense of, you know, maybe if you're giving the book away for free for your series, your first of your series, I can maybe see that. But, you know, a lot of times people would give books away, say they were, you know, a marketing consultant or something. They have another product, so they're giving their book away for free um, to mm-hmm. to for people to buy their services. But when you're an author, your book is your product. So, you know, just encourage authors to, you know, Sell your book. You know, the, the thing is you can charge money. When I released my book and I had number one hot new releases, I charged two ninety nine for my book. I didn't put it out there for free. And so, mm-hmm. and, and I don't plan on doing that in the future um, because I did put the editing, you know, I paid for editing. I paid for a book promoter. I put a lot of money into the book and research and time. And, um, you know, that's my product. So, mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to sell, and I think you should just spend a lot of time trying to promote your product. So that's mm-hmm. it's a business too, you know. You have right. to think of it that way too. Excellent so that's advice. My advice. <laughs> thank you so much, Sandy, for sharing that, and thank you for being a guest here on Back Porch Writer. Well, I surely appreciate you having me. I really enjoyed the time with you. Have a great day. Okay, you too. Bye bye now. Well, go check out her book. You know, it's over on Amazon. That's where I was checking out the the reviews, and they are fabulous. I love to see things like that when readers just go, oh, my God, this is the best book ever. And and they're verified purchases, and they actually mean it. So go check out her book over on Amazon.com. Let me tell you the name of it again. It's The Caging at Deadwater Manor. So if you like psychological thrillers, then this is probably the book for you. So go check it out. That's all I'm saying. Oh, and I should say this. If you like it, 
leave a review. If you don't like it, you know, you could leave a review too, but at least be kind when you leave the review. But either way, reviews are cool. So go check that out. It is the Caging at Deadwater Manor. I'm your host, Corey Miller. Thank you again for joining me here on Back Porch Writer, the show for writers about writers and writing. Until next time, pull up a chair, sit a spell, and write. Thanks for listening to Back Porch Writer. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe via iTunes so people just like you can find the show. If you've got comments, questions, or want to be a guest, visit BackPorchWriter.com for details. I'm your host, Corey Miller. Until next time, pull the chair, sit a spell, and write. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.